Advertisers, please. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're listening out there, no, world. Don't, I don't want to single out any oh. countries, but we might have gone international. Says the Nielsen sound scan. Huh? What's that? <laughs> I, I don't know. How do they track these things? No, I, I'm just... So I just track them with a tracker thing. <laughs> Or we started tracking statistics, is what I'm trying to say. And we were able to see people in other countries if they listen. And surprisingly enough, a few do. And we really appreciate all the listeners, domestically and abroad. (laughs) Shout out. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I wanted that to be a sound cue. I want to get that whenever we have a soundboard, just be able to hit my shout out button. Yeah, that's far in the future. (laughs) Maybe if you want to invest in a soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> you can have all these bells and whistles. Yeah. I mean, that's the pro. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Yay. To Hikey Book Club. I realize we say that every time, but the theme song says it. Yeah, but the theme song can sometimes be hard to hear. It's kind of like, okay. is, is there singing or is it just kind of the wind? I mean, I like it. I like <laughs> Trying that. to squeeze through a tiny <laughs> hole in the wall. <laughs> I like the ambiguity. Well, anyway, I guess welcome back. I didn't have back. a microphone. Yeah, he, he did it, and it was... It was raw. <laughs> well, welcome back formally. Welcome back to uh, High Key... Book Club. <laughs> High Key. And I'm Zeleny. I'm Cameron. Yeah. And today we're going to cover The Shape of Water, which is the most nominated movie at the Academy Awards this year. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah, it has like, it has 13 nominations. Wow. Yeah. And that's pretty much every category from the top down. <laughs> and it's probably going to win two. Two? Oh, two, like T.O. I just like, I, have you seen those movies before at the Oscars where they get nominated for like 10, yeah. 11 Academy Awards and they only get like... Really? No, I feel, I feel like, like it'll probably win Best Director. Because he won the Director's nice. Guild also already. So they, they're saying that usually is a good predictor. Nice. So he'll probably win. That's, you, that's what you say? I think so. Okay, okay. I mean, I would love it for it to go to Greta Gerwig, but... I'm going to go I'm gonna go there. Really? Yeah. Uh, I hope so. That would be very important. Yeah. And she did great, too. I, I don't know. I think this is the surest Best Director... Maybe, oh, like VFX and stuff, cinematography, those kinds of things, I think might win. Maybe a score. Cool. Yeah, makes sense. Do you think? It was no? a big, it was a big, great movie. I mean, I, I guess not big. Remember, no spoilers at this part. Right, yeah. right, right. Not big? I mean, it was, it was deep, I, don't, I say, but you know. Very deep. You know, but it was also historical. It was a yeah. historical piece. And Again, period. It wasn't like they were per se, like, in battlegrounds or anything. Nothing mm-hmm. intensively mm-hmm. heavy with action. 
It's definitely more on the romance side, but also yeah. sci-fi. It's hard because, so for this one, the other two we've done like this have been like based on true stories and real things like The Post and Itania. So it's like easier to not spoil it because it's like real stuff that people kind of know about. Like it's different when it's history and this is like purely fiction. That's right. That's and right. it's hard to like know. But it's still set back in time. Yeah, for sure. This is period piece again. Like it go I think it goes back to the point that you mentioned of all of the uh, movies this year being mm -hmm. None of them, uh, none of the good ones, really taking place currently. Yeah. Do you think it's because it's easier for us to face our flaws when it's in a frame of the past? Damn. <laughs> Didn't expect you to drop that question on I'm, me. I, I'm afraid I'm a little weighed been, down by the weight of <laughs> that <been> magnitude. <laughs> I've been thinking about that with this movie, especially, but all of them. Just because a lot of them are showing very relevant things, like we've discussed, but also through this back-in-time thing. So it's like, we feel a little better about ourselves now, I think. We've had more time to think about, I think, all of the actions that took place in one given event, whereas when the event's happening... That's true. It's impossible to have the same... Well, it's hard to know, like... What are all the consequences and yeah. what's all, what is, yeah, what's it going to lead to and everything. I don't know. I just think, because this movie definitely, it's back in the 60s and... Early 60s. Yeah, you know, I totally yeah. thought it was actually the 50s, but... I thought so too, yeah. but I looked it up. <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of unclear. I'm going to get to that, but it shows... Cold War America. Yeah, it shows a lot of diversity in a time where it... People were a lot more oppressed, and I think that is part of what makes it really successful, is that it shows a lot of voices. Yeah, so back to the 1960s thing, I think this is a movie of like, what did I call it? This is a suspend your disbelief type of movie, <laughs> because it's not the type of movie that's going to tell you everything that's happening, very like obviously. So... Do you think it's kind of like an abstract painting? A little. Not like super abstract. Right. I, it's definitely followable and it has a linear story that yeah. you can follow, but it's not the kind of thing that wastes time on details that, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, and this is kind of why I don't like watching movies with other people, because a lot of the times people, like, they'll ask a question that hasn't been answered by the movie yet, and it, I know it's probably going to be answered, but it's like, wait. Who is that guy? It's like, well, wait, they're probably not telling you for a reason, and you're going to get exposed as the movie wants you to get exposed to it. And it's not that you missed it, you know? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people want, like, every question answered. What I'm thinking of with this movie is, like, how I felt like time was kind of not super clear. Like, the exact oh, yeah. time. Like, it's not, like, a, a weird timeline, but it's, it's kind of irrelevant. Like, what time it is. It's not an important detail. Exactly. You just gotta know that this is how people behave and what the world is like around them. Yeah. And I could see people being like, wait, what time, what, what time did she go to work? What time, you know, it's... It took, me for, it took me the longest, like, I didn't realize until wait, don't. later. Okay. <laughs> That's right, I was totally about to drop a <laughs> spoiler. God. Yeah, no, no spoilers yet. But, yeah, so it's definitely like... <laughs> you You have to, like, just... Realize that. Just go with it. Just kind of go with the flow. Don't freak out if you don't know something. 
if you don't know something, then it's probably not important, or it's probably up for your own interpretation. Which I think this movie had a lot that's like up to interpretation. Oh, really? Which we'll get into. Okay. Later. Okay. What we interpreted. I'm excited. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. So what did what did you think recommendation wise to people? What would I recommend? Like would I recommend it? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> I wait. So. You told you texted me and said you never cried so much in a movie. Yes. And this you were referring to this movie. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. It's <laughs> like, true. I, I, I I've never cried so hard. I don't think in a live action movie. Maybe in a cartoon before. Ha- <laughs> Wait. <laughs> we'll get to that. But <laughs> what? Why didn't I see you? <laughs> I was surprised you didn't. I thought you did. <laughs> I was like, I tried to turn over the first time, and I thought you saw me, and you were just like... Ugh. No, I had zero idea. Like, what? Would you... Oh. I didn't cry myself. It's definitely very emotional. I bawled. Like, I just, like, they came pouring when? out of my eyes. Oh, my God. We're going to get... Two different times. We're going to get to when in the second half, because I'm really curious. I don't even know. I don't know how I missed. I someone. cried a total of like three and a half solid times. <laughs> I don't know how I missed all of that. I know. I you didn't know I had make... so many tears what inside about, me. What about Titanic? <laughs> what about Titanic? I mean, yeah. Are you see? You cried more than Titanic. I think I did. My God, what's the cartoon you cried more to? Lion King. Lion King. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. Like for sure. I'd be the only other one. Yeah, I agree with that, but I mean, I didn't cry myself. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's like somehow Maybe I fell in love. Stop. With we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to who you fell in love with. That wasn't <laughs> me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of a. This I think that's what the metaphor of the movie is. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Good. Let's well, close out with that. Hopefully. Close this part. No. No. The whole. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There is so much to interpret that that's a lot of what we're going to do in the next part. But it's definitely, it's so open. And that's that's really nice with artwork where it's like you can follow it, you know what's happening, but also you can interpret a lot from it. And you can either cry your eyes out or not. But, <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's cool. I'm glad it, I'm surprised you're not more like recommendative of this, if that's a word. Of this movie, if you cried so much. I know. I mean, I would recommend it. Okay, you do. I just... I, I would too. I mean, yeah. there is a warning for violence because... Uh, but it's very... It's kind of clear when it's going to happen. So I was able to close my eyes easily w- without worrying too much. But there was some kind of graphic violence that I didn't, I didn't see much of. and But it was kind of scary for me. But I don't think that should totally deter someone. I think it's it's worth it regardless. But I am sensitive to blood and stuff. Yeah. And there's some of that. <laughs> yeah. I would say this is um I, I have a mixture of three movies. Oh. It's or three things it's like. What what's that? What are those three things? And it, it can be any elements of these three things, so it's not too spoilery. But Thank God. <laughs> spoilery. Just elements of Stranger Things 2. We'll get to the why. Casey Cameron's giving a face. Beauty and the Beast. And Aquamarine. (laughs) It's a mixture of elements of those three. 
things. That's my official. Okay, mine is. If you like any of those, okay. The Fifth Element. Okay, I haven't seen that. How have you not we'll, seen we'll the Fifth Element? We'll cover it maybe in the podcast. Um, it's kind of iconic. <laughs> What's like an artist movie? Okay, I prepared. A Beautiful so... Mind. Oh, okay. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's good. I mean, you didn't prepare. Curious so... case of Benjamin Button. What? <laughs> it's got, okay. Like, it's a mystical. It's like magical. Sure. Well, okay. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. Cool. I mean, it's just. Genre. No, no, you didn't. No, yeah, no, you didn't. You didn't prepare either. So like, you you came up with these on the fly, which um, is good. Off the cuff, y'all. I thought about it real hard. So Lenny's <laughs> actually really reading from a script here. <laughs> oh, I am not. She's I got just, a teleprompter. I have no. She's sister. lying. No. There is a there's a control man feeding her lines. <laughs> no, I wish. She's reading straight <laughs> off the parchment. Yeah. I mean, no, I have notes as always, discussion points, but that's it. That's how I, that's how I roll. Yeah, but it looks like a spell book in Harry Potter. It does. It's very filled. Because Shape of Water is a big movie. It's it's a fantasy movie, so it's kind of a little more, you know, intricate than just a straightforward kind of historical type. But, okay. Budget, a fantasy movie again, a little higher than we've seen, but not too, bi- not too bad. 19.4 million. That's not too bad for all those visual effects and practical effects, too. 19.4, Yeah, it. and gross so far, 52 million. Whoa, 52, okay, yeah. got it, got yeah. it. So almost three times back. Yeah, no, I, it's good. And it won, like, the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival, which I don't really know what that means, but I think it's a big deal, and it sounds majestic. And it also premiered at the uh, Toronto Film Festival, which I think, like, almost every movie we've covered has. So I'm just kind of like... I kind of want to go to that because <laughs> it seems like all the Oscar movies go there first or premiere The there. Toronto Film Festival? Yeah, like Lady Bird. I think I, Tanya mm. and Shape of Water. They all like premiered there. Mm. And this one premiered in the same theater that shows up at a certain part in this movie. You, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. The theater, the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So like the audience was in the theater that was in the movie that they were watching. Isn't that kind of cool? I would have liked to be there. <laughs> Cameron's nodding, for those who don't know. Yeah, because I'm tr- <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to when we get to talk about I know, the we're getting there. I just, I'm trying to get to the fun facts that aren't spoilers. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I, did you know I went to school with Del Toro's nieces? Del Toro's nieces? Yeah, Guillermo Del Toro is the director and writer, co-writer of this movie. Who is? Guillermo Del Toro. What? No way. What do you mean, no way? I didn't know that. Cameron, you didn't know this mo- this movie was by Del Toro? No. Cameron! <laughs> he wrote it? Yeah, not by himself. Guillermo? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, never mind. Wait. <laughs> I totally, sorry. You needed the accent? <laughs> sorry. I, I, I misunderstood. Okay, Del Toro. Yeah. You need that? I did. Okay. <laughs> well, I went to school with his nieces. Oh. All their last names were Del Toro. Are you friends with them on Facebook? Yes. <laughs> Some of them. And Instagram. Could we tweet them? No. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think they would find that very cool. <laughs> no, I don't know them too well. I wasn't... They weren't in my grade exactly. It was a really small school, but they weren't in my grade. Oh, one so of them... Many. You made friends with the wrong girls. I know, I know, right? And uh, one of them, though, was in my little brother's grade. So we would go to their birthday parties and stuff because of my brother being in her class. But mm-hmm. They were all, like, all girls. There was, I think, four of them at, at the school when I was there. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, they got to go to the premieres and stuff or whatever, which is cool. Must be nice. <laughs> that, but yeah, that was cool. It was just funny too. They actually had the last name, so it's like I evidence. can't believe we were that close to him. I know. Like oh shit, yeah, he's like uh, one of, like the most famous director almost. Geez. One of, one of them, and I mean I'm I'm really happy he's representing Mexico and Is representing. That where he's from. Yeah, yeah. Do you know exactly what part of Mexico? I think he's from Guadalajara. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of like a... It's actually a state where a lot of big people come from, like the Miss... The girl that won Miss Universe and, like, big soccer players. Oh. Messi? No. <laughs> he's Argentinian. No. No, but it's okay. <laughs> I think he's from Guadalajara, yeah. And Why did he become such a big star? I don't know. He's good. He did, Have you seen any of his other movies? No. You haven't? Oh, me neither, but... Because <laughs> I'm scared. That's the thing. Like he, He's kind of horror almost, and I, I'm just worried. He, I feel like he straddles it, and to me, that's scary as a person that's really scared of horror. So I, I would have to get like a good review first. But I, I want to see Pan's Labyrinth. Have you not seen that? I have. You have? Uh-huh. You just said you hadn't seen any... What do you mean? Of his movies? Oh, I didn't say that? Yeah. Oops. I, I, I gotta erase that. Okay. <laughs> so you've seen uh, I, I've other... I've seen Pants Labyrinth, but I don't remember too well. I definitely would like to go see it again. We should go see I've it. I've never seen anything else of his. You didn't see Hellboy? No. Is Hellboy the sheriff from Stranger Things? He is, right? Huh? Hellboy is the, the stranger... <laughs> the sheriff from Stranger Things. I think. It's the same actor. I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? Yeah, we'll look it up after the episode. Oh my god. I know, right? I just... I didn't I know that. I feel like he talks about it sometimes on Twitter. Speaking hmm. of Twitter, follow us at Haiku Book Club for updates. Okay, I'm trying to see what else is... Uh, apparently, this movie began work in 2011, which is kind of... I mean, fantasy takes a while. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So it's been like seven years, or six years in the making. But that's like from writing and everything, which is... And it's the first time he had a female co-writer for one of his movies, which is nice. And there's actually been controversies. What? Like, always. No movies without controversy is what we're learning. I'm just trying to make sure. Oh, did you happen to see the trailer of this movie? No, no, no. I didn't know anything about the movie. Me neither. I mean, I may have actually seen, like, a, a teaser trailer oh. that was really short, but, yeah, no, the first the first scene or shot from the movie I'd ever seen was when we were watching the Golden Globes, and they yeah. sh- showed the clip from it. I was like, oh, what is that? Yeah, me too. Really? It's very mysterious, I feel like, and it's it's nice to, to be in, in the dark like that. But, yeah, it's just odd how this is one of those movies that's just, like, the trailer isn't pushed anywhere yeah and i went back and saw the trailer it's like pure do you think that that's a characteristic of an art house movie yeah for sure yeah i mean i feel like it's like oh we'll just get nominated for all the oscars and then people will see it without need for trailers and marketing Mm. which is fine i mean i don't know i feel like there's movies that do both and they're successful like i tanya i I love its marketing so much it's branding it's so good like i I wanted to see it just for that (laughs) but this one had like zero marketing but he doesn't need it so i mean why waste the money at the same time Mm -hmm. if he 
He got $52 million. Carries on his name. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> his name? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a lot of uh, responsibility, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, he said that if this movie, if this movie flopped, he would quit forever. What? Yeah, because it was so, like, personal. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. He probably has enough money to retire at the same time. So, I would have. No, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I think what most people have seen is the poster. The poster of them in the water. Just two mm-hmm. figures in the water. Well, I guess that leads us to the review? Yeah, I guess so. Are you going to handle the review? I was really you, hoping you, can, you would. You can... Wait, the review? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Are you going to do the review? Well, like the spoiler part? Oh, like of mine? Yeah. No, I recommend it. Okay. I, I mean, I already gave all my, like, my thoughts as in, like, things to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Like, the violence and stuff, which I think is important for people to know. But I, I recommend it. It's definitely unique and freaky, but also familiar in ways, like, in the ways of the three movies I chose to represent it. I, I feel like if you like any of those movies, you'll probably like it. Very Even nice. though two of them are kids' movies. <laughs> but, you know, I always have to compare... <laughs> To the kids' version. But anyway, do you want to move on to the spoilers? Yeah. This is the part. We'll be right back. Wee, 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 wee. Spoiler area. (laughs) You're in the spoiler area. Turn That's around beautiful. now. Turn around now. Okay. <laughs> Very good musical introduction. Let's, so in the studio, right. we turned on the spoiler light. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's yellow. We need, we need to get straight to the point, and you need to tell me where you cried and why. <laughs> I can't hide it, I guess. So I, I cried the first and second time that they showed the creature. Oh. The way that he responded and uh-huh. the way that the first two instances of their interactions. Um, like the egg part? Yeah, what's her name? Eliza. Eliza? Eliza is our protagonist. She's mute. Is, does the creature have a name? No. Amphibian man. Amphibian man. <laughs> is it, what was in the credits. <laughs> is he CGI? No, he's a guy named Doug Jones, but not the senator. Oh. You know, he was the one from Alabama, right? That beat Roy Moore. What? Right? It, that's who it is? No, no, it's not him, but that's, yeah, they have the same name. Oh. <laughs> Why would it be him? I don't know. I mean, like, they're all trying to get in Hollywood these days. <laughs> Why would, no, okay. No, it's a, it's this other guy that is, like, has worked with Del Toro a lot as, like, uh-huh. creatures. Oh, okay. So, he's. The natural choice. Yeah, he's, like, good. I mean, Del Toro has trusted him. I mean, it's about making these creatures believable. Mm-hmm. Like, relatable, I think. Giving them these human qualities that yeah. we're able to relate to and feel. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they somehow nailed the CGI and the expressions mm-hmm. and the what felt like a human connection. Yeah. Uh, between the two, so... Well, it's kind of redefining human connection, because it's, like, beyond human, but, like, yeah. still... Fictional. 
Well, yeah, but still, like, conscious or... I don't know. Because, I mean, there's some people that might... And and I want to go over that that Facebook post you sent me. Cameron sent me a Facebook post of this person on his Facebook criticizing the movie, which yeah. is one of the few, like, negative reviews I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I wanted us to respond to it at some point, and I'll read it out loud. But where was I going with that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what did you say before? I can't remember. <laughs> so, oh, well, okay, so... Well, I'll talk about the bestiality thing, which is mentioned in the... Well, not really mentioned in the comment, never mind. So, like, some people might, like, say, oh, bestiality, you know? hmm But it's like, I don't know. It's not really because it's more of a... What's it called when you're, like, highly intelligent, like, human level? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, experimentation? What? <laughs> no, like, when a creature is, like... There are other creatures of high intelligence besides... Yeah, like aliens and stuff. Oh. What, what would they be called? Well, intelligent... E- equivalent intelligence to humans. So, it's not really bestiality. I mean, it, it was shocking. I mean, oh, it just... It doesn't take itself too seriously, I feel like. Mm, but yeah. it's still super artsy. But, like, silly things happen that, like, you wouldn't expect. I did not expect them to... Have relations. I did not either. That was a little, <laughs> a little much for me. But okay. Yeah. But that's the I think the point of the movie is that it's supposed to make you feel something you never felt before. Mm-hmm. You know, a little uncomfortable, and then yeah. you get comfortable, <laughs> and then you get empathetic, and then yeah. Where else? What did you cry? I can't. Uh, I can't recall. After really. That. Yeah, eventually there was... I, maybe at the end. Okay. Was yeah, it the torture? That, that The torture was probably where I got the most I didn't, I didn't... I didn't cry too much. Though. Really? Yeah. I mean, I thought that was... But it's pretty sad. Yeah. I mean, like, it's yeah. just... Uh, that, there's people like that. Like, I just... Yeah. That's so freaky. Scary. It was and really disturbing. creepy that the colonel lost his fingers. No, he, he deserved more. I don't agree, but like, <laughs> but like, it was gross that he held on to them. Remember well, throughout the he movie? was just trying, but to like not be defeated almost by the thing, you know. I think that was the point, right? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. He was trying. Yeah, he didn't want to let it take any part of him. But another part that you know I gotta whine about hashtag. Justice for... Justice for cats and all sci-fi things, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Like, what the fuck? What cat died? Pandora. <laughs> What's his name? Or her name? He ate it, remember? Oh, my God. Cats... That's the Stranger Things get, part. But, like... Get killed in sci-fi. I don't see and why... And an alien. Huh? And an alien. Alien, too? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the cat died oh, in it. I... Uh, this they fucked up. on the ship. It's fucked up because... You know, if it was a dog, people would, like, freak the fuck out, you know? And a dog's just as edible, a small one. And it's like, okay, why does that be the cat? That upsets me. Justice for cats everywhere in sci-fi movies. Getting to live on their happy lives without being eaten. And it's just like, why, why, why is that necessary? Because I'm not saying dogs should be eaten. I'm just saying, like, why does any pet have to be eaten, <laughs> you know? And why does it always have to be a cat also? But do you think it's just to, like, make you feel conflicted about the thing? Like, the thing eating the pet? Because I'm trying to find a justification for these scenes, 
And I think it's, that's what I arrived to, like, because maybe without that, we would just see them as this, like, cuddly, tame alien creature, and we wouldn't have enough, like, conflicting feelings about it. You know, because mm-hmm. after that, you're, you're, you're not sure whether to trust it. And I don't think you should trust it so easily. So, like, it's trying to drive that point. Get, like, get us on its side? Well, no, get us to be unsure of their side. Mm. Or, like, that they're still wild or, you know, because that's what happened in Stranger Things, too. Because all the times before that, you're like, oh, this creature's harmless. But then you think, maybe it's not so harmless. You're right, maybe it's not. I mean, I'm glad the guy, I think his name was Giles. He was my favorite character in this whole movie. Which one's Giles? He's the room, or like the neighbor, the best friend. So that's what I totally missed in this movie. This is an (laughs) example of me missing a critical point. (laughs) I totally missed the relationship between the two of them. I don't think it's super clear, though, in this movie. Yeah, I totally thought it was like her father or like her uncle or something. Right. Obviously, it was like that type of figure, I guess, at the time. Yeah. Or at least that's... I don't know, it's just what I got, and... I mean, he I kind actually, of was in, like, a way, because she's an orphan, so... Yeah, and I actually thought they lived together. Yeah, I thought that for a while. Well, I kept going back and forth. That's one of those those questions I was talking about, that you're like, maybe it's not that important, but... Right, it wasn't you're exactly not sure about. clear for me. Yeah, but I don't think it's important that important for it to be clear. I think the only time they mention it is, like, the movie theater guy. He's like, oh, bring your neighbor to the movies. Oh. I think that's the only time. And it's confusing because they're, they're often in each other's places, and that's why it seems like they're roommates. And with all the water stuff and the eating the cat, like, all of it is, like, between apartments, so yeah. it's kind of confusing. But I love him. Like, he he's me. <laughs> I feel like he's me. Which like, one is? I related to him. Giles, uh, the, the neighbor. He's, he's an illustrator. He's an illustrator. Which is, like, the graphic designer of those times. <laughs> he's has a million cats. He... What was the other thing? I had a list of things why I loved him. Oh, yeah. I didn't write the list. <laughs> but he has a million cats, and he's an illustrator. And he's gay, and I love... I love that. I mean, that... Yeah, that was a whole interesting storyline, too. Yeah, that was something I didn't expect. Yeah. I mean, I... It's just... This movie has so much diversity in that, like, when... Do you ever see, almost, do you ever see a disabled person be the protagonist? And be, like, a, a normal person. And that's the thing with all of these characters is that they're multidimensional, even though they're a minority in some way. Like, it's it's not treated as, like, a token. It's more like, it's part of them, but they're that's all like, human. Yeah, like, let's get into the lives of these people. Yeah. Like, I think that's with the sexuality thing. And, yeah, it's like you see them... Outside of, like, that that one fact that makes them a minority is not what defines them. Like, that's why you didn't... This that, this gay man isn't, like, a stereotype of a gay flamboyant man. Yeah. And he's just an illustrator, and he has his cats. And Well, I'm just, like, generally bad about also, like, picking up when they're gay, even if it's them being flamboyant. <laughs> but I especially didn't, like, this time. Yeah. I mean, but it, it, they did that one thing that, you know, revealed it. What? When he... With I the think pies? He, was that it? I think so. When he was at the bar? At the pies? Oh, the pies. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... He had pies at a bar. It was the pie bar. Well, it was just pies. <laughs> it would just... It, had, it was a counter, but I don't think it was a bar. But yeah, so it's just, 
I think that's what also makes this movie successful is that the people are people first and then they're, they represent different diverse backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like Octavia Spencer's character too was really cool and you just see like her home life and how she just likes to talk about it and complain but like she's also like a really good person and helpful. So I don't know. There's just a lot of diversity. And I mean, I think also to start talking about good antagonist writing and how the antagonist is like such the opposite of mm-hmm. anything human and diverse and you know he's just evil and i think he does represent everything society is fighting right now in now times question is eliza related to the amphibian man related not like family but you know related like senses like species. <laughs> ew. Why? What do you mean that? ew? What makes you think that? The, her background. I think it's pretty clear. Like I, I was almost worried when what they first. What about her background? I was worried when they first mentioned her background that it was gonna come back later, and it felt kind of obvious to me. But then it didn't come back, so it worked. I thought. So like, they apparently her background was that she was found by a river. Oh. And she had these scars on her neck. Oh, that's funny. That looked like gills. Oh, And she was mute right. because probably of that. Oh, so she like opened up the gutes? The, or he... The what? The gutes. <laughs> what did I call them? <laughs> the creature opened up the gills yeah. in the water because that's what they were. Yeah. They weren't scars. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an open interpretation. Because I thought that he was just like morphing his... Her scars. I mean, into... yeah, that's another interpretation. I was just asking what what you interpreted from. I don't know. I mean, they're both believable in some way. Yeah, because I mean, she she has the part where she says like she thinks she was meant to do this to when she saves him. Oh. Like she, her life was meant to has led up to doing this. You don't remember? Like she's a whole another creature, and that's why she's mute. Huh? She's a, she's a creature, and that's why she's mute? No, I mean, that maybe, but what I'm saying is there's a part when she's trying to convince Giles to save the creature, mm-hmm. and she says, I think I was put on this earth to do this. Uh-huh, right, I see. And meant to do this. But from her background, it seems like it's quite literal that she was, because she was found by a river with oh. gill scars. Okay, yeah. I don't know. So, I thought it was going to come back and be obvious about it, but obviously that's the predictable thing, and with good movies, the predictable thing doesn't happen, which is good. I appreciated that. I was worried, but it was good. So, this movie passed your predictability test? It did. (laughs) It did. I thought the background was going to be more important, but it's kind of open, so, like, the way you interpreted it about him just turning the scars into that, or them being met for that from the beginning. It's just weird, like, that the backstory was kind of different. I feel like it had to mean something. But apparently this creature was based on the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh. And Del Toro watching that movie a lot as a kid, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And that's an important movie to pay homage to. I haven't seen it. Have it's- you? A B-horror movie, I guess, from, yeah. like, the 1950s. It's in black and white, right? Yeah. I feel like I've seen, like, maybe... Yeah, maybe some small footage. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, like... Well, the, I used to... So my mom and I, back 
uh, when I guess it was Hollywood movies. It was like mm-hmm. the competitor to Blockbuster. Hollywood Video. Hollywood Video. <laughs> My mom and I would go there to rent VHSs, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember one time they had the collection of these old classic horror movies from the 1950s and they were like b-horror movies basically and we would What's do the b-horror movie like, so not I guess a like, yeah i guess like <laughs> low rate? budget oh, yeah. um like birds and stuff yeah but birds was kind of high budget oh really yeah. <laughs> i don't know i never saw it <laughs> so you rent did you rent that one yeah we rented it oh cool mm-hmm. yeah along with dracula and a few others so maybe they weren't from the 50s maybe they were from earlier like the mm-hmm. 30s I would believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved the creature, how he looked. I mean, apparently it took nine months to arrive at the look. Oh, wow. Yeah, which, that's a cool art direction project. For real? That's true. Yeah. And he would take Doug Jones, not the senator, the, the creature mm-hmm. man, would take three hours in makeup. What? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's too bad for fantasy. That's but he wasn't of... really in makeup, was he? It was CGI, right? Well, but he was, like, in costume, I think. Was that costume or CGI? I mean, it was both. I mean, clearly the eyes had to be in, like, the, the details, I think, had to be CGI. But he was under there. Jesus. <laughs> I know. But I think that, that helps, too. I mean, I don't know why people... Like, I feel like directors should know by now that practical effects work. Yeah. They get you awards and fans. Like, why? Why would you ever go against them? Yeah. Like, and it makes sense to enhance them with CGI, like, in this movie. Like, totally. But, like, there's something just very cool about practical effects that people respond to. Yeah. Learn, 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 learn. And apparently... You gotta learn the form, you know? You're cheating the form if you don't, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a moral kind of thing about cheating type of thing. Mm. But still, like, I just think people react better to it. It just feels more authentic Mm -hmm. like that's why you had such a strong reaction to him i bet to the creature i think so tell me if you remember other parts that you found emotional because i'm so curious it was just really his reactions Mm. there may have been a time oh and i'm pretty sure it's the time when she decides that she wants to go save him Mm -hmm. and like she has to convince her neighbor Mm -hmm. Giles. yeah and when he was like about to do it when when she was explaining how much she loved Mm -hmm. him I was crying through that. And he was about to cry, too. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, I, I forgot, like, there's all the diverse diversity, but I, another part that's represented is science and how the scientist puts science before uh-huh. party or country yeah. of allegiance. And I liked that, too. I mean, I feel like just every sort of well, liberal... Which side was he on? Was he on the Russians or the U.S.? Or he, neither. He was on the side of science, and uh-huh. he died for science. But he also brought in the Russians. Well, yeah, but I forgive him. He's way more likable than the Americans. Because the Russians didn't win in the end? Yeah, and, like, the Americans and the Russians were being the exact same amount of douchebags. Yeah. So I don't feel yeah. sorry for either of them for they having all, a They're kind of like background, backdrop players for the story of love to triumph. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I want to get into with this negative critique you gave me in a sec. Because that's part of what they criticize, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I just forgot. So there's like people of diverse races and there's a gay man, disabled person protagonist an alien type <laughs> creature supernatural uh and then a scientist that's 
It's a lead female, too. I think that's... Oh, funny. yeah. It's, that's great. I mean, yeah. And apparently, he wrote it for her, for this actress. Whoa. Yeah. Like, she wasn't cast. But it was for her. Yeah. Because they've known each other for a little while. They talk about that as a mechanism for screenwriting in my screenwriting mm. classes. Writing characters after a certain actor, if you mm. have them in mind already. Yeah. It helps you visualize the characterization when you're writing. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she did great. And, like, to play someone mute, I feel like it's a big challenge. It's mm-hmm. like you have to convey everything through emotions, like silent film acting, almost, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, like, she rose to that really well. Speaking, the actress, her name is Sally Hawkins. Mm. For those who don't know. Apparently she was in Paddington. <laughs> Remember we talked about Paddington yeah. last last episode? Yeah. Well, this was like such a weird, interesting fact. So we talked about Paddington too. So Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water on the last day, or yeah, on the last day of filming, she had to do a lot of underwater shots, a lot of the, the underwater shots in this movie. And then fly out back to England the next day to start filming Paddington 2. And the first day of filming Paddington 2, she had to do a bunch of underwater scenes. What? Yeah. So, like, right after, like, the day after she had all these grueling underwater scenes for Shape of Water. She had to do more underwater scenes? Yeah, she had to do a whole other day of... What? Yeah, not crazy. Hollywood, you gotta... Well, it's not even uh, just Hollywood, (laughs) it's just movie industry, because that's London. Yeah. Yeah, Paddington's not Hollywood. Nice. (laughs) I know, poor girl, poor lady. She's stretching herself too bad. She's like, I'm gonna be famous this year. (laughs) Well, that was like two years ago. (laughs) But they're just coming out now. I know. No, I think Shape of Water is filmed in 2016. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy how timelines, especially at fantasy movies. It took a while. Yeah. I mean, it started in 2011, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, these are movies that... Can you imagine being working on a project for that long? I mean, I kind of can. I feel like a lot of the times I think in long term. But the problem with that is that executing it to the end is the hard part. But I like the idea of having, like, a huge payoff at the end, you know, Mm. of years. Dan. I don't know. (laughs) In a creative project, mainly. I don't think about anything. Not any, anything else. Oh, Del Toro, it said in one of the trivia things that he wrote really, really long backstories for each character. For mm. the actors. What? Yeah, and gave it to the actors. And it was just optional to read, but some of them read it, some of them didn't. That must be cool. <laughs> I wonder who didn't. Oh, Giles didn't. Richard Jenkins is his name. And apparently, the scientist, he... I forget his name, but he read, like, all of it very intently. They were kind of the two extremes. Looks like they both worked out great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely super optional, but, like, that must be... That's cool. I mean, Del Toro is just so imaginative. He's just overflowing. (laughs) He's so humble. Yeah. Is he? I don't don't know that well. (laughs) Humilde. 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 You don't say the H. Humilde. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really cool, and I like that... He seems to be very involved in giving... I mean, he's a, he's from Mexico, so, like, it makes sense. But he also does movies for the U.S. Mm-hmm. First, firstly, or for English. But he does a lot of interviews over in Mexico, and I don't know. He's just a, a good a good Mexican, <laughs> you know? Like, he represents us well, and, like, with pride at the same time. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. That's great. As Mexican myself. 
That's great. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, in an industry where we have very little representation. Yeah. I feel like we're represented mostly in directing. I'm just... really happy to be able to see that too now. Yeah. I, I hope that it's just the beginning. Well, but he's done a lot. He's super successful. Like, he's the one Mexican. <laughs> like, him, Salma Hayek for actress, actresses, and Inyaritu is the other director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Birdman director. But, like, that's it. <laughs> Almost. We're represented. I hope I'm not forgetting anyone super crucial, but I'm glad he represents us well. And he sweeps. <laughs> he might sweep this time. What else did you have interpretations of? I didn't really have too many deep interpretations. Other than just how they portrayed America in it. Okay. Um, and that mentality, it's a very conservative mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot to unpack when it comes to the army colonel's Mm -hmm. uh, background and Mm -hmm. attitude and approach toward the the abuse the solitary confinement of Mm -hmm. the the beast and yeah well let's get into this negative review that i'm gonna start reading so this is from an anonymous anonymous source yeah do you not want me to read it word for word no, you can't. Okay. It, this is how it, how it goes, and we're going to talk about it. A film hypothetically centering a differently abled woman, her gay best friend, and her black coworker that spends most of its screen time developing the character of its ableist, misogynistic, homophobic, racist, violent, white male antagonist, beautifully highlighting the difference between telling someone's story and simply adding them to your own as stage dressing. You've been duped. <laughs> the gall. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> like the tenacity. Uh, like the nerve. Yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely don't agree. But do you want to go first? I mean, I was a little bit shocked by that statement. I felt like it was hard for me to try to really understand what he was trying to say, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like he was missing the point of the movie. Yeah, I agree. If if that was his perception of mm-hmm. of it. So I, that's what I tried to write in my response. And I also tried oh, to Oh, you ask responded? It. I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no, of course I didn't share Wait. that. Oh. But I'm scared. What? And then he responded back, and then I just left it. You responded? What would you say? That he missed the point? He got offended? Yeah. <gasps> but I was like, could you clarify? Drama. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, and I asked. What did he say? I don't know. I didn't read it. You didn't read it? <laughs> Are you scared? Yes. I would be scared. I, scared. I would not respond. Why would you respond? Especially when it's... We're his... responding here. I know. <laughs> what do you think? Go read it. Comment below. <laughs> no, I think... Well, he's saying that they show a lot of the backstory of the antagonist. Strickland is his name. And they do. They show, like, his home life and a lot of things that show all his flaws and it's it is it's a good amount of screen time, but he is the antagonist also, and but I think it's needed for the payoff at the end because that's what I was saying. Like that's they, exactly what I said. Yeah. Like we had to like and be able to like really be convinced of uh, um, Marlene Eliza? Eliza's like choices. Yeah, that they were like life or death choices that yeah. she was making, and had she gotten away with just succeeding to get him away, then the movie would have ended two-thirds into the uh, way. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have had anything else to watch. 
Yeah. I mean, I uh, it's great that we have the threats of both, I guess, Dimitri and mm-hmm. the colonel who has to save his career well, in 36 Strickland. hours. Strickland. The colonel is a different guy. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> but Strickland. Yeah. No, I know. It's just you need all of those. You need reasons to hate him. Like, he's so hateable. And in the end, the Eliza and her two good friends succeed against this powerful white man in the 60s that is very wealthy and, you know, everything going for him. But they succeed despite being, like, oppressed members of society. Mm. And, like, the payoff just wouldn't be there (laughs) if you didn't know how evil he was. Like, you need to know how evil he is to, like, realize what that triumph means of these, like, underdogs. Mm. Do you? Huh? Do you? Do I what? Need to understand how evil he is. Yeah, because then, like, if you just saw this white man getting killed, like... Yeah. You, you, okay, sorry. That, and you didn't know, like, anything much more than his job. You would be like, oh, maybe, uh... But, like, once you see, like, all these things... It's just how low, he like, he's willing to go. Yeah, that he, like, tortures, that he's sexual harasser, that he's, like, everything. He's everything bad. Exactly. Alcoholic. Yeah. And I, that's why I think he's... Also, a just representation of everything right like now. Like the evil of the world. Yeah, just in like, the U.S. Yeah. now. And, I mean, I do think it being a period piece makes it easier for us to cope because this man exists today. Maybe, you know, these are two stark differences of power, like different types of power, mm-hmm. the dichotomy of it, I guess. How on one end you can have the power of healing in the mm-hmm. creature, and mm-hmm. then on the other hand, you can have this power of greed and destruction. Yeah. Self-empowerment over another's loss. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, this antagonist is so intense, intensely evil. And it would be almost unbelievable how evil he is if we didn't know from history and everything that it's real you know that's what's scariest mm. is that he's real he's been real and he's still out real. there in many forms and that's scary so we just need that because it's a happy ending so like you need a triumph for a happy ending mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> against the evil because in the end it's a positive message a message of good winning over evil mm-hmm. it's true and love winning over hate oh i forgot about this Okay, wait. There's a there's one controversy about this, and it's plagiarism related. What Have you heard it? about it? No. Okay, it's a play by called "Let Me Hear You Whisper," and it's oof, from oh 1969 is the play where when it's from about a very introverted woman that works as a custodian in a lab and forms a close bond with a dolphin in the lab mm. and learns to like communicate with it. I don't think it's not to the extent of like saving it and being in a relationship with it either, but I don't know. There was just a lot of similarities, but I mean, Del Toro and the whole team is saying like, no, I never saw a play. Mm. So, I mean, I feel like there's legal action going right now, but I don't think they have much grounds other than a few similarities. I just thought that was interesting. And I think coming up for this movie, this at the end of this month, is there's 
going to be a novelized adaptation coming out February 27th. Already? What do you mean already? Like, really? Yeah, I have it in my notebook. <laughs> it's, I mean, it ha- it does happen a lot. I feel like we're, we don't, we're not made aware a lot of this. Well, I guess maybe with kids' movies. I don't know. There's a lot of movies that become books, but I wonder if this one will be, like, more popular because mm-hmm. it's more fantasy. Because everyone, we always hear about the book that became a movie, but we usually don't hear about the movie that became a book. Oh, did another trivia. Apparently Del Toro wanted the whole movie in black and white, but really? the, the budget didn't allow for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. It costs more m- money now to put it in black Apparently. and white. <laughs> That's hilarious. Didn't we see a trailer for a black and white movie? Yeah, we did. About like something political. <laughs> it looked like a play that they were doing. Yeah, but I feel like the subject was political. Yeah, that's interesting. And there was that black and white sequence, so he got a taste of it, it's I true. guess. It's true. The dancing kind of fantasy, uh-huh. which is, it was super cute. That was super interesting. It's like a silly, that's the silly moments. That uh-huh. It's like a serious artsy movie, but it has silly moments, and I think you need to have stuff like that. They're, they're genuine. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It, like they cut into the inside experience, the internal. Yeah, it makes the audience feel good i don't know <laughs> oh because I mean, that's good i think it breaks up what they're expecting to see just on a general like you know regular showing of quote-unquote the reality yeah for sure especially since it was closer to the end where shit's gone down like dream sequences can be important they can be oh, helpful i love dream sequences they say they tell us in my screenwriting class to avoid them well yeah i could see as a beginner yeah you don't want to like more cliche yeah and you would like you fall back on them as yeah. like clutches to like save you yeah only do them when like you know how to use them yeah and you don't you're not doing them because you need them to save your plot i agree i agree no yeah del toro is a pro and he can get away with anything yeah. apparently octavia spencer was like a really big fan of his and she was super excited to be in his movie. Oh. And apparently her character was kind of based on her characters from The Help and Hidden Figures. And oh. I definitely thought of it, thought of the Hidden Figures character because of like the time period and working in kind of this, this industrial environment. I don't know, it reminded me a lot of that and just kind of, but that's a good movie. Did you see it? Uh-uh. It's really good. Well, we should see it. I loved it. That was one of the few last year that I liked and saw. <laughs> Well, saw and liked. That's the thing. This year I'm so much more interested. I wonder why. I just, I don't know. It seems like the subjects are more intriguing and less, like, of a downer. Oh, yeah. Like, they're all saying really important things, but I feel like they're more hopeful in tone. I don't know. To me... That's interesting. The stuff that's, like, heavily about abuse or violence, like the war movies and... Stuff like that just doesn't speak to me as much just because it's depressing mm-hmm. and scary. But, like, this stuff, the, these movies that we've seen are more, like, hopeful and, you know, saying something without having to say it super depressingly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just older, but I like what they're saying this year. It's cool. I've never really, like, I haven't dived into a season like this. I don't know if ever. Yeah, me neither. So this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see what we do next week. Yeah. <laughs> We we have to figure out. I, I, I think we should do some shorts. I don't know. I just don't think the people are ready. So we might, we're going to keep in suspense <laughs> once again. Yeah. We'll update on Twitter at Heike Book Club what is coming up next. How did you like it? 
Let us know. Comment below. <laughs> Comment on our Twitter when he says comment below. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you oh, for listening. Oh, our grade. What's our final verdict? A. A? Yeah. A. Wow, we agreed. I agree. <laughs> agua. A for agua. Oh, good. <laughs> Chapa de agua. No, 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 please. <laughs> don't do don't Toro dirty like that. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. You were... El gringo. <laughs>